You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. You're out, you're about, but you want your Dan Patrick. Well, good news, he goes everywhere with you. If you miss the show, you can podcast it. If you want to see the show, just go to Peacock and we stream it live every weekday. Watch past episodes too. The Dan Patrick Show, available anywhere you are, any way you want it. Patrick. Champagne will be flowing. Happy New Year, Dan Patrick fans. Happy <laughs> New Year. 2022 has arrived. At 1.56 a.m., I got a Happy New Year text from Todd Fritz. <laughs> Fritzy, what are you doing? We're on to a new sexy Dan Patrick calendar now. Uh, I just saw the calendar. Dan, yeah, still got it. (laughs) A new collection of provocative photos and a blank slate of possibilities. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. How many days can you say Happy New Year? Is today it? Obviously on New Year's Day you can say it, and then that's it. Or is it the end of the week and then we're done? This is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program already in progress. It's hour two. Dan and the D- Dan at Dan Patrick show. Phone calls, emails, tweets, all the above. Check in with the great Paul Feinbaum a little bit later on. See if he agrees with what Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard had to say about these ungrateful football players who might not play in a bowl game sitting out. They don't love football. I'll have my thoughts on that coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Spent a lot of time in the first hour trying to dissect, diagnose, understand what happened yesterday with Antonio Brown. Uh, His head coach, by the way, Bruce Arians, has a ruptured Achilles. He will continue to coach, have surgery in the offseason, according to Jay Glazer. Poll question, Paulie? The question and the results from the first hour. All right. If you don't have a team in the upcoming NFL playoffs, which team is the most rootable? I don't even know if that's a correct pronunciation or grammar. Bengals, Bills, Cardinals, other. Cardinals got 8%. Bills got 22%. Your Bengals, Dan. Mm. Lovable Bengals. 58% of America likes them. Well, I think you like how they play because of Burrow and Jamar Chase. That's part of it. And you have to, I guess, factor in the history here. That they have been really bad, but then they've made two Super Bowls as well. Yes, Seton? Are the Titans rootable, or did they used to be rootable? Last year, they were super rootable. Yes, they were. Super rootable. And Derrick Henry is probably going to be back. I think when Derrick Henry is there, they're rootable. I don't know if they're rootable right now. It feels like adding Julio Jones made you like, okay, now now you're... Legit. Yeah. There's no more Cinderella story there. Yeah. I like Vrabel. I, I, he's the guy, kind of guy I'd, I'd love to play for, I think. But I don't think they're, I don't know. It always just feels like it's 23 to 19 or something. Yeah, Paul. Mike Vrabel is so jealous of Arians playing through the playoffs with a uh, torn Achilles. Yeah. He would love to be the Achilles guy. He may do that. Cut his own Achilles? Yeah. yeah. Just, just Both of them. He just scheduled a pickup basketball game for oh, later. Yeah. Like nothing pops an Achilles more than those. Yeah. Packers clinch, and I think Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last night. And uh, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago with Aaron Rodgers, with all the injuries, and I, you know, Aaron Rodgers' toe, and I put this out there. I just said for public consumption, 
do they get to the point if they clinch the NFC, the number one seed, does Aaron Rodgers sit out a game? And that last game against the Detroit Lions. Here's Aaron Rodgers on the topic. Aaron, I don't know if these are two different answers here, but do you want to play next week? And do you think you need to play next week? Uh, I don't think I need to play. Just like I don't think I need to practice all the time. But I do enjoy practicing. And this is the first game that my toe got through the game without any issues. Uh, no pregame uh painkiller shot so I'm feeling good I mean I'm, I'm happy about it I, uh, there was definitely a time uh, a few weeks ago when we start to project out and think if we can get the one seed that could be you know two plus weeks of rest but I'm gonna play next week and uh, I expect Devante to play and our guys to play so we're looking forward to finish off the season on a high note and and then uh, getting the bye okay I mean it sounds good right after the game right after the win Let's see how the rest of this week plays out. But if you sit out this week and then you get the bye week, so that's two weeks you're not playing. At that position, I want to make sure my quarterback stays sharp. At other positions, I'm, 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 I'm a lot more lenient at saying, you know what, give yourself another week's rest. And it sounds like Aaron Rodgers agrees with that. Is he going to play against Detroit? How long will he play against Detroit? But we see sometimes that team that has a first-round bye is really sluggish in the first half of that first playoff game. That'd be the only thing I'd be concerned about here. But this team is getting better at the right time, and I still think my Super Bowl prediction to start the year is going to happen. It's Green Bay against Kansas City. Give credit to the Cincinnati Bengals because they played like a playoff team yesterday. They did what you want a playoff team to do. They won the game against a very good Kansas City team. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. Football lost a legend last week. We were off uh, for the holidays when John Madden unexpectedly passed away. You know, people forget he retired from coaching at the age of 42. That's extremely young. There have been coaches who have had a separate coaching career on top of their NFL coaching career, more than John Madden. Now, Bill Belichick, I think, has coached 23 seasons after his 42nd birthday. I mean, Jimmy Johnson was 56 when he retired, and that felt young. John Madden was only 42. And people forget how great he was as a coach. Might be, the, still might have the best winning percentage of all time. But he also had a 30-year broadcasting career. Called a couple of Super Bowls, won Emmys, became the face of football, a new generation, the Madden video game. And, you know, the celebration of the man around the NFL was fitting. And, uh, you know, the, the special that Fox did was really well done. And I first time I met John was in the mid 80s when I was in New York working for CNN. And he was such a big star at the time. And I remember I went up to him at the NFL draft and I said, hey, I would love to know if you could do something where he was going to be. He has these Miller Lite commercials where he breaks through, uh, you know, a piece of big uh, screen of paper like the commercial's not over yet. And I thought maybe he could do something where, you know, I, believe me, I should never have asked, but I'm asking John if he would recreate that. For my story, I was doing on the NFL draft for CNN. Like, this draft story with Dan Patrick is not over yet. Whatever it was, it was stupid. But I went to John, 
And you could see the look on you know his face when I said, uh, hey, you know, I'm Dan Patrick. I work at CNN. Hi, Dan Patrick. Mr. Madden. And um, I, I, you could just see his face was like, um, how do I say no in a polite way? And um, he's, I said, you know, here's, the, here, here's how it's going to be. And then you're going to be all energetic and you're going to bust through and you're going to say it's not over yet, but, but it's going to be over. And he goes, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> and I go, okay, all right. But I mean, he was very nice about it. A couple of years later, I'm at ESPN and I meet him. And I said, uh, hey, John, I'm Dan Patrick, Sports Center. And he goes, I don't think so. And I go, <laughs> what? He goes, didn't you ask me one time to do something for you when you were at the draft? And I go, yes. Yes, I did. And then he, go, he just laughed and he put his hand on my shoulder. And then he walked into the Madden Cruiser. So I, I don't. I had very, but I worked with John at NBC for the, the Super Bowl, and uh, I I was always very hesitant to go up to him because I always thought he was going to say, mm, "I don't think so." Uh, but uh, those who were all when you were around John, he he just loved telling stories, and I I always appreciated that. That John loved the game more than anything else. John loved the game, promoted the game. The safety of the game was so important to John. But to be around him and, and just to get on the Madden Cruiser, that was a big deal. And when you walked on, it was like, I mean, that was tricked out. That was where you go, you know what, I could do this. Because John had a fear of flying. And, and, but he was, you know, there are legendary stories about John. First of all, yeah, he didn't want you to use the bathroom on the Madden Cruiser. But if you did use the bathroom, you couldn't go number two. And there were a couple of people, including Wayne Gretzky, who did. And That's upper echelon deucing, though. <laughs> That's upper, up the great one. You just outed Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Well, Matt Millen, too. Matt Millen did, too. <laughs> but, but John just, <laughs> like, there were little things where you go, damn, I love that story. Yeah, Paulie. Like Wayne Gretzky would be allowed to use any bathroom. But Matt Millen, good player, but not not bathroom worthy. Yeah, I'm not worried about Gretzky using my bathroom. Matt Millen, he might detonate. Yes, uh, see. And that's one of those scenarios that when you're on the bus, everybody's got a timer going off. And you cross a threshold yeah. of like, oh, so we just went from one to two here. And everybody knows there's no hiding in that scenario. It's like how much time goes from that's one. Oh, that's two. Uh, that's definitely a two situation happening. <laughs> oh, you can just imagine John Madden going, oh, that's a deucer. Yeah. Oh, come on, Gretzky. Oh. And then boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then he went boom! And then boom! <laughs> yeah, boom. Yeah, I, I love, though, that Wayne Gretzky could get away with anything. You know, like, if he drove up to my house right now, I'd let him use my bathroom. Of course it would. Be an honor. Oh. You know, you can go one or two in my house, whatever you want. <laughs> go three. Yeah. I don't even know what three is. <laughs> the Office is streaming now exclusively on Peacock. Whether you know every quote or you're a newbie to Scranton, you can stream every episode again and again. Plus, discover super fan episodes featuring completely new scenes and extended cuts. Sign up at PeacockTV.com to stream now. And when, th when you think of John, you know, John was... 
you know, Dick Vitale was big to college basketball, huge. Probably the most influential person uh, involved in college basketball in history. What he did, for how long he's done it, with the enthusiasm that he did it. And John was doing that with the NFL, but John didn't set out to be that. I know, you know, he retired at 42, and then all of a sudden he's calling games. And do you know who was supposed to be there? So Madden football, there were two other former players who were supposed to be, it was going to be their video game. Now, this is what I was told over the weekend by somebody who works on the game. Okay, one is star status, legendary, and the other one is you would never in a million years guess. Anybody want to guess who was? I don't think this is first choice. Well, let me take that back. I think this name was first choice that he was going to have his own video game. And he couldn't because I think he was involved with Atari at the time. Joe Montana. The other former quarterback, I'll even give you the team and you probably won't get it. The Vikings. Joe Cap, oh. Joe Cap, who played for the Vikings first couple of Super Bowls, I believe. And uh, those were the, the former players who were involved, or, or at least the conversation of it was going to be their video game. And John was told, you want to buy stock? We're going to give you this opportunity to buy all this stock. And John decided not to buy the stock. And then boom. Yeah, and then boom, it went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, Paul. So about 10, 12 years ago, EA Sports bought out John Madden's name in perpetuity for the game. They gave him a, one, a lump sum payment of $150 million. And he was offered a chance to roll that 150 back into the stock, like you said. And he passed. That 150 I'm, I'm estimating here, would be close to a billion. Yeah. <laughs> Probably $800 million safely. Someone just tweeted at us. Turducken. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Happy New Year. Fritzy, how are you not involved the in this? The leader joke? in the clubhouse, for sure. I can't. It's just a shame if I ever would have been able to go on that Madden bus, they would have kicked me out right away. So. That's suspiciously oh, quiet. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Why is John Madden late for the big Monday night football game? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, he sees Fritzy? It's like, you know how the bus driver closes the doors? <laughs> Kick me out in some town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I got to find my own way the rest of the way across the country. Yeah. Deuce McAllister was never allowed on the Madden never. Cruiser. No, he was not. Uh, yes, he. Well, it's going to be. <laughs> oh, you weren't. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> I'm going to pull out of this one. Okay. All right. Gonna... <laughs> All right. That's good. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? So uh, Green Bay clinched the number one seed. And uh, let's see. What else do we have? Tennessee passed Kansas City and will clinch the AFC number one seed by winning at Houston on Sunday. Only one of the 14 seeds is set. That's Green Bay. 11 teams have clinched. It looks like the NBC Sunday night game will be the win and you're in. Chargers Raiders is going to be fun. And I give the Raiders a lot of credit to go to Indianapolis and win that game. Because I don't think many people thought that they could do that. The Eagles, they're in. They clinched a wild card berth, right? They're not beating good teams. Their last four wins have come against teams with four, six, four, and six wins, but 
Nick Sirianni in his rookie season has done a really wonderful job there. But uh, Green Bay Packers, they got the number one seed right now throughout the playoffs. All right, we'll take a break. Your phone calls are coming up next. Paul Feinbaum will join us coming up as well. We have spent a lot of time in the first hour talking about Antonio Brown. We'll revisit that coming up a little bit later on as well. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. The great Paul Feinbaum will join us coming up a little bit. Recap what happened with the bowl games. Also, Kirk Herbstreet, Desmond Howard speak out against players who decided to sit out bowl games. I'll give you my thoughts on that coming up as well. 877-3DP-SHOW will give you our best and worst of the weekend. I was wondering about this trend with uh, the number of fourth down attempts that we're seeing. Because it feels like we're seeing more of those now than two years ago. Uh, 2021, you have the number of fourth down attempts. The Lions lead with 38 fourth uh, down attempts. Washington football team is next, followed by the Bears, Jags, Broncos, Panthers, and Jets. Uh, success rate is, is pretty promising when you think about some of these teams and their success rate. Uh, Lions, 50% of the time. Washington football team, 48% of the time they convert. 47% for the Bears. 56 for the Jags. 57 for the Broncos, 43 for the Panthers, the Jets, 46. It'd be a little bit higher if they had done that yesterday. They would have won the game. Uh, The Ravens are uh, converting 68% of the time. The Colts, 67%. Patriots, 65%. Chiefs, 64%. Bengals, 63%. So you can see how... The number of teams are looking at this, and you're starting to look at the analytics. This is the most fourth down attempts in a season since 1991. That's as far back as they go with these numbers. Now, normally it's around 500 attempts, fourth down attempts. This season, 729 attempts. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that one stat of the day. And it feels like it's the younger coaches now who are embracing this. Fans love it. But if you're a Jets fan yesterday, you're probably thinking, yeah, let's make sure that Tom Brady doesn't come back and haunt us. I was fine. If you're going to go for it on fourth and two, 
but I don't want my quarterback, who's the smallest guy on the field, running the football when I have I've, I've had a really good running game. And that's what surprised me. And then it turns out that maybe the play that was supposed to be called wasn't called correctly. And Zach Wilson didn't get the first down. You gave Tom Brady a chance. And of course, Tom Brady does what Tom Brady always does. Uh, let's see. A couple of phone calls. Best and worst of the weekend. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind? Happy New Year's, guys. Uh, still 5'6 and a post-holiday 165. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys had a great break. First, I'd like to do best and worst of the break. Just want to say it's been wonderful to have my uh, stepson, Cody, here from the Marines, from Camp Pendleton for two weeks. Worst is he's leaving today, so we have to say bye. But anyways, it's been great to have him. Um, best and worst of the weekend, Dan. Um, best of the weekend, Jamar Chase. Rookie record, single season, I mean, single game, receiving yards, and on my fantasy team. And worst of the weekend, like we've kind of talked about this morning, is Antonio Brown. Um, I think you hit it on the head. I think that hit from Bontez Perfect. Uh, in the past did something, and I wish they had an earlier indication of CTE because yeah. there's definitely something different about him. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Andrew. You know, I was wondering about this, that apparently, reportedly, Antonio Brown didn't want to go back in, that he had tweaked his ankle and didn't feel comfortable enough. Okay, I mean, I'm fine with that if that, that, that was his reasoning, but it certainly seemed like that ankle was okay as he's leaving the field, jumping up and down. So... I'm not sure. Maybe he was toughing it out as he's leaving the field. But uh, there's still there. There's another story to be told here, it feels like. But uh, we'll find out. Antonio Brown may not be the one talking about it anytime soon. I know Tom Brady's not going to. I wonder how much of a conversation this is going to be tonight on Tom's podcast with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. And does... Larry Fitzgerald say to Tom, hey, be more than happy to uh, come back. Give me a six-week contract, Tom. I'll be more than happy. Larry doesn't have a ring, not that he needs it, but uh, he's still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Al in Atlanta. Hi, Al. Best and worst of the weekend. Morning, Dan. Happy New Year's. Uh, 6-3 and a sad post-COVID 290. Best of the weekend was Kyle Pitts becoming the second ever tight end to achieve an 1,000-yard receiving season in his rookie season. Worst of the weekend, it's got to be the Jets. How are you going to watch a team have a meltdown on the sideline, their star receiver leave with no shirt on, and you still let Tom Brady come back? Yeah, I know. I know. Thank you, Al. Thank you. Yeah, it's one of those where you're going, okay, you didn't get the first down. Now you just keep Tom Brady out of the end zone. That's it. And you're watching, you're going, oh, my God. They're going, they're going to give up this touchdown. And somehow, they, I don't know what the defense was. Well, I can't even say it was defense because you let a guy behind you, a fifth-string wide receiver is only playing because Antonio Brown checked out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chick Hawk uh, in Baltimore. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Chioke. Chioke, I saw him. Happy New Year, Dan. Okay. Well, Happy New Year. Close enough. Yes, yeah, it's snowing here. <laughs> the worst of the week, the passing of John Madden 
You know, there'll never be another one like him. I'm, I'm sure how we long and sad because he wasn't there on Fox NFL Sunday. But I wanted to also mention about with college football. Are you are you um are you shot that uh, that the University of Minnesota isn't playing any games at U.S. Bank Stadium? Uh, wow. Of all the things that I was thinking about. It's funny you mentioned that. We're just talking about that. (laughs) I spent a good hour this morning talking to the Danettes about that. We had that whole segment. I know. know. You wanted it to be the lead. Yes, I did. We were like, dude, what happened to Antonio Brown? I know. I I said, no, guys. Minnesota (laughs) not playing at U.S. Bank. And you are so wrong about that, Dan. Apparently. Yes, Todd. The Gophers are truly golden. Give them a chance to play on the yeah. big stage, for crying out loud. Now Todd's upset. Thank you, Todd. Understand. Yeah, you that don't... cool logo with the buck teeth gopher, put him in the big Viking stadium. Come on. Dan, we apologize. You, you would have crushed that segment. I know. I know. I was going to wait until Feinbaum was coming up. <laughs> and that's in 10 minutes. Natural transition right yeah. there. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, best and worst of the weekend. <laughs> Yes, Todd. Best and worst. My best. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud Saturday night at the Rose Bowl versus Utah. 37-46. of 46, 573 yards, six touchdowns. Buckeyes beat the Utes 48-45 in an instant classic. Worst. Both college football playoff semifinal games in particular. Georgia-Michigan. Looking forward to that one as a nice lead into the ball drop. Wolverines, no answers. 34-11 dogs. Yeah. I was hoping for one competitive game in those two. And I know the reaction is, well, see, Cincinnati didn't belong there. No, Cincinnati did. In my opinion, Cincinnati belonged there. Doesn't mean that, you know, it was going to be competitive. How many teams are competitive? We've had Blue Bloods get blown out in these, in these final four games. I mean, Michigan got blown out. Did anybody say, well, Michigan doesn't deserve to be there? I mean, Notre Dame's gotten blown out before. Cincinnati, when they didn't score touchdowns early, and I just said that you, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna lose. It's gonna come back and haunt you. You have to put a little pressure on Alabama, and they weren't able to do that. But Michigan, Michigan didn't do anything against Georgia. Yeah, see, well, this sure does make my best and worst awkward for you, Dan. Okay, uh, but my best was your Cincinnati Bearcats making history. First non-power <laughs> uh, conference team to play in. College football playoff? All right, let's go. My worst, though. They're probably the last <laughs> non-power conference team to play because they, man, all of that talk going, nobody respects us, nobody wants to play us, nobody respects us, all that. I know. Ooh, I, know. Boy. I know. I know. Bring on Alabama. Good now next year. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Yeah. yeah, Seton's right. Next year when that, uh, you know, a team like uh, Coastal Carolina is 13-0, and well, you know, the Fritzy voice. <laughs> well, Cincinnati last year. Yeah. Best and worst, Paul. I got a bunch, Dan. Uh, I love the bowl games. Uh, that was the greatest trans-perfect Music City Bowl I've ever seen. Tennessee-Purdue, 48-45 in overtime. Great ending. I love all the bowls. The Dukes-Mayo Bowl is good. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, they're all fantastic. Um, I don't know if this is best or worst of the weekend. I'm very dark and snarky. Betty White tapping out at 99. What a great career and great life she had. But as a comedian, there has to be some type of snarky... They have a, a special for her in two weeks. They're going to celebrate her 100th birthday, a national TV show. Yeah. People Magazine put out a cover uh, on her two days before she passed away. I wonder yeah. at all if she's like kind of laughing that she screwed up their plans. And then, again, I don't know if this is my best or worst of the weekend, but the Tony Romo is making $17 million a year. Mm-hmm. And here's, towards the end of the Bengals game, him breaking down what the Bengals should do on fourth down. 
Yes, 100%. But I'm going for it on fourth down. Even with the game tied? Well, maybe not. Yeah, I guess you're right. Nah, I probably wouldn't. Depends. Okay. There you go. That kind of decisiveness. So he's definitely, and then he's not. It depends. But he will. Yeah, no kidding. This is, this is exactly the scenario where it depends. Do you think, do you, do you, well, don't you have to follow up and, and Jim Nance say, okay, depends on what? So if you watch the end of that game, Cincinnati against the Chiefs, the, the last, that fourth down scenario, that goal line situation, took about 17 minutes of real time. Romo went back and forth whether they should go for it to kick the field goal about 16 times. It's just disappointing and frustrating right now. Wow, that's not fair. That's not fair to bring that back. It's, uh, yeah. it's just disappointing. Yeah, he was so definitive. And then he was so noncommittal. Play it again. <laughs> it was, uh, yes, 100%. But I'm going for it on fourth down. Even with the game tied? Well, maybe not. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> nah, I probably <laughs> That clears that up. 100%. <laughs> Even with the game. I, maybe Tony didn't know the game was tied. I, I think he did. That's why you're the best in the <laughs> business, Tony. <laughs> you get a raise. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet, sleep-deprived analyst for the Mothership, was on College Game Day, and he had this to say about players opting out of bowl games. What's the difference as a player in saying these games are meaningless when Des, we played in quote-unquote meaningless games? I mean, I know you guys were right. here a lot, but I just don't understand. If you don't make it to the playoff, how is it meaningless to yeah. play football and compete? Isn't that what we do as right. football players? We, we compete. So yeah. I, I, don't know if cha- I don't know if changing and expanding it yeah. is going to ch- change anything. I really don't. I think this era of player just doesn't love football. Okay. Now, that's what people pulled out of this. That's the poll quote, as we like to say in the business. Now, Herbie did clarify it later by saying he didn't mean every player, which is obvious, not every player. But, you know, I think we have to understand what, what it was like when we were growing up is not reality. You can't have this sanctimonious nonsense that says you don't love the game because you're not going to play in a bowl game. And Matt Corral getting hurt, I know that that's emblematic of the player think should be thinking about, you know, playing in the NFL. If he wants to play, it's up to him. We don't need to put pressure on Kenny Pickett to play or not play. Uh, Ohio State wide receivers, whether they play or they don't. Why is it that players can't look at this as a business? Because the coaches do. Right? Brian Kelly wasn't with Notre Dame. Lincoln Riley wasn't with Oklahoma. We're okay with that. And they're the ones making $10, $12, $16 million a year. You don't want to play. You don't feel like you need to play. You're being advised not to play. I don't look at that and say you don't love the game. I, I, I think you're looking at this as a business. And I didn't agree with what Herb Street had to say or Desmond Howard because we're caught up in this time capsule that says you got to love the game and you got to go play in that game. The pool and weed eater game, bowl game, you better play. That's the way we do it. We love football. You can love football. They love football and they would like to be paid for playing football. They would love to play in the NFL. They would love to have a long career in the NFL. We don't let players look at this as a business, but we certainly let coaches who abandon their teams 
They didn't give a damn. Do you love football? Well, yeah, but I love money too. Yeah, because that's what that's at the forefront of all of this. Yeah, Paul. There is a counter argument you can say that they are paid now. They are paid athletes that they can market themselves. I like uh, Kenny Pickett didn't play in the bowl game. I wonder if his NIL agreements uh, are okay with that. Like, did he, did he agree to any company to say like I'll I'll play a full season? Or Matt Corral did he play to satisfy some type of side deal he had? Maybe. Yeah. But it's but it's their choice. Like Kirk Herbstreit makes millions of dollars. So does Desmond Howard. Like, who are you to say whether somebody's son should be playing in a bowl game or not? Like, the mothership carries all of the bowl games. They want star power. Like, there's a conflict of interest here because it sounds like you're just spewing out something that ESPN wants you to say. And, and I don't agree with that. And I think Herbie's going to join us maybe later this week. Yeah, Seton. Yeah, it feels like it's always the people getting rich off the games that are like, hey, what do you mean, star player? You have to play. I want them to play. I wanted to see Kenny Pickett play. I wanted to see Christian McCaffrey or Leonard Fournette play. But I didn't go, I'm not watching now. Is it the matchup? When we get to the playoffs and we expand them to 12 teams, will we have less players sitting out? Maybe. Hopefully. But I, there's no guarantee. And I don't single out Matt Corral and say, that's why you shouldn't play. He made a decision. And, and it's up to him. I don't know if it hurts his draft stock. I mean, Sam Bradford separated his shoulder. He ended up still being the number one pick. Todd Gurley tore up his knee. Willis McGahee blew his knee out. There are certain moments, but in certain players, and their careers are derailed by this. But it's up to the individual. Paul Feinbaum will join us coming up next for more phone calls as well. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know how I feel about Mercedes-Benz. They have a Sprinter van that you could win. The Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. We did it last year. We had a couple of hundred thousand people who entered into the sweepstakes. And all you have to do to enter, get rules, go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd. And uh, Seton is going to be driving the van cross-country in time for the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Road trip. What could go wrong? Mercedes-Benz, the uh, versatility there, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 by Storyteller Overland, the ultimate getaway vehicle for people seeking more adventurous life. Like Paul Feinbaum, who joins us now, the host of the Paul Feinbaum Show on ESPN Radio. Paul is part of ESPN's exclusive coverage of the 2022 college football playoff national title game, kicking off next Monday, January 10th at 8 Eastern. Paul is it a good thing that Georgia and Alabama are meeting again for a national championship? Well, you know, Dan, I'm contractually obligated not to say anything <laughs> negative. Um, but I, I don't, <laughs> and, and by the way, keep that in mind for the next question or the one after that as well. <laughs> I heard the uh, previous segment. Yeah. Um, I doubt, this is not a good thing for college football. And, and I say that because I, I think the whole idea of, for fans is that you want to see something different. You want to see something interesting. You would like to see uh, East versus West, North versus South. So seeing a game that we saw 
five weeks ago uh, is not probably going to light up the bars in Manhattan uh, or in Los Angeles. But that's, you know, what, what can you do about it? Uh, there's only one way to try to get around that, this, and that's to expand the playoff. It may not work, but, uh, you know, the SEC seems to like four. Frankly, they like two right now. Yeah, when people say, well, if you expand the playoffs, you're still going to get Georgia against Alabama, which could be true, but you yeah. do get more fan bases involved in this and that you're playing meaningful games, meaningful bowl games, where if right. you win that bowl game, you go to another bowl game there. It's just a question of, are we still going to get back to Alabama and Georgia or you know, is it going to be one or two SEC teams no matter what? Well, the, whether you get back to Alabama or Georgia, I don't think is the most important point. Uh, the point is that you have a buildup. I mean, why are we watching football tonight or Saturday and Sunday to see, you know, whether you get a, a buy, to see whether you get a good seed? And, and to me, that's where the NFL has it over college football. The college football season, you have championships uh, Saturday on December 3rd. And then it, it goes to sleep yeah. uh, for four weeks and we wake up on New Year's Eve and then we're right back asleep again because the playoff games have been a total disaster. Uh, the stats prove that. I won't waste your time on it. Uh, and, and, then, and then so you, you go to bed knowing who's playing in the national championship game and you wake up and guess what? You've got all day football uh, of games that doesn't matter uh, in the margins. Uh, and, and but before I before we move on, Dan, let me remind you, I think it's Tuesday night this week. We have LSU and Kansas State and some bowl somewhere exclusively on ESPN. I'll watch it, but I didn't even thank you for the heads up program <laughs> reminder. What is Cincinnati's <laughs> loss going to mean for other non power five? The next team. I think the fact that they played a better game than Michigan helps. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, I was I was there, and it was an interesting game for a while. Uh, it, it was not a complete annihilation. Um, I, I don't think that committee next year, if they have a similar situation, is going to say, you know what, Cincinnati lost uh, by three touchdowns. Let's keep them out. Uh, I, I think what it tells me and unfortunately it's not telling the people that matter is that we really do need to expand this. I, I felt like it was a great experience for Cincinnati. I, 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 I liked having somebody new in there. And I think Luke Fickle you know, is one of the premier coaches, but uh, you know, the problem, the problem isn't Cincinnati. It's Alabama uh, because Alabama <laughs> does this to everyone. <laughs> they beat Notre Dame by, by 17 last year, even though it was really a 24 point game, they beat everyone by three touchdowns. So I think we're, we're, we're obviously blaming the wrong team. I, I think the thing to do is to move Alabama maybe to the NFC South, and we'll have a much better playoff every year. But I wondered, I had chuckled a little bit when I was reading some articles that this is the best coaching job that Saban's ever done. I mean, the last I looked, Alabama still <laughs> has the Heisman Trophy winner. They've got two really good wide receivers. They got a first-round draft pick at linebacker. I mean – that's not a bad team to have if you're going to have one of your best coach. It's not like Belichick after Brady left. You know, this is he. The cupboard wasn't bare there. So, did Saban do his best coaching job this year? Because maybe we're not familiar with these players. I think. I think. I, I used to be a newspaper columnist, Dan, as you remember, and and you're just trying to come up with something new to say about Nick Saban. Uh, <laughs> It was it was 15 years ago today. I was in, I was doing local radio and TV in Birmingham. He arrived from Miami, uh, and all the pundits said he wouldn't last. So I mean, we are struggling to find new things to say. And and I I, I mean, 
I, I came on right after the game on the Iron Network, and it was rather boring. Okay, Nick Saban going to another national championship. In case you've lost count, this is his 10th national championship game, whether it's BCS or or college football playoff. And, I mean, you really, uh, I think, I mean, maybe I missed something on Krzyzewski, but, but John Wooden's the only guy that's come close to that, I think, in, in the two major sports. And I, I, it was, he did a good job, but you know, it's, it's three straight years with three different starting quarterbacks. Now, two of those guys uh, are starting in the NFL right now, and the one and the quarterback before that starting in the NFL, and, and, and this year's quarterback is only the Heisman Trophy winner. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably a, you're overreaching the or over overshooting the runway to to make that statement. I know that you're on scholarship there with the mothership, so you might choose your words carefully, but I didn't agree with Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard saying that the players who opt out of the bowl games don't love football. Your thoughts? Um, I, I, I'm sorry, Dan, there's some <laughs> interference here. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think you said it best when, uh, when, when you said that, that you know, maybe the overnight flight from Miami to uh, Pasadena – uh, clouded his judgment. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I think these players uh, have the right uh, and should do anything they want. And, and your point was the best one. If the coaches can bail, uh, the players should be able to do what, whatever they want. And I, I, th- I think trying to you know, look at the way it used to be uh, versus the way it is now is, 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 is wrong. I mean, we have a playoff now. Uh, there wasn't a playoff when I was in school, when you were in school, or when 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 Kirk was in school and you know these guys give everything uh, if they don't want to play in a bowl game good for them uh I mean whole teams didn't want to play in bowl games this year forget players I, I thought it was ironic Dan and don't think I'm trying to obfuscate here even though I am that uh that none of the major bowl games got canceled just the ones prior to New Year's Eve uh, now I know the Gator Bowl uh, had a had a change of uh, team because Texas A&M couldn't make it, but, but at least they were nice about it. They they gave the they gave the host committee a week and a half to find a team with a uh, what what they have a uh, five and seven record. So that was really ben- benevolent of them. It's great to talk to you as always, and uh, <laughs> I I hope I didn't get you in trouble here. Um, I don't know why I'm getting a call from Lee Fitting <laughs> right now, but uh, <laughs> Dan, it's always a pleasure. Happy, happy New Year. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Who wins the national title game? I am leaning toward the, the man of the moment. That's Nick Saban, the, the, the greatest coach in history, and the guy who I, I read this morning in US Today, USA Today did his best coaching job. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. That's uh, Thank you very much, Paul man. Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show on ESPN Radio, the voice of the SEC. And look, I'm not saying something and then not inviting somebody on. We invited Herbie on, and I'd love to you know, discuss that with him. And, and we always invite, you know, if we can have a newsmaker on, then we invite him on. It's not like, uh, you know, I'm saying this and I'm worried that Herbie's going to come on and say something to the contrary. It's isn't personal. It's just I look at this in what is today's sports world, the landscape here. Would I love to see these players play? Absolutely. Matt Corral is a dynamic player. And he did play, and he got injured in the first quarter. Kenny Pickett was wonderful this year. Uh, We tend to focus on quarterbacks not playing. Running backs, I certainly understand. With, you know, the abuse that they take, and you think you're going to be a top pick, I certainly understand that. But if it's a defensive player, you know, wide receivers at Ohio State, anybody have a problem with that? 
No, because the wide receivers who played were probably as good as those wide receivers were. That, that Rose Bowl was so much fun. That was so much fun. Wild. Entertaining. Crazy. All right, more phone calls coming up. We'll get Carson Palmer's take on what happened with Antonio Brown. Cooper Cup, some impressive numbers. Nobody's talking about Cooper Cup today. Why? Because Odell Beckham Jr. III had a touchdown reception. That's why. Cooper Cup should be in the top five for MVP this year. One more item as we close out hour two. If you're running, lifting weights, playing golf, whatever it is, your body doesn't recover the way it once did. It's all about sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, and that discomfort pops up in new spots all the time. That's why I'm so thankful that we have Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. If it's good enough for Carson Palmer, joins us coming up next hour. Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, it's good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. You have a high concentration of CBD. You feel it work immediately, and it's made with 0% THC. I apply the Level Select roll-on directly to the sore spots. Let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work, and it will go to work quickly. Go to levelselectcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. That will give you $30 off your entire order today. So $30 off at levelselectcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. So DP30 for $30 off your entire order. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.